Welcome back to another Movie Geek and Proud. This is the Summer Camp and Other Movie Tour. And I am here with Drew, back again from Real Feels Podcast. How are you, Drew? I'm just dandy. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, so am I. Uh, so glad you were able to make it back for this one. Today, we are taking a trip to Camp Hope to hang out with some very, like, what is it? Is plump the right word? Um, what, did, uh, what did Pat say? Pat said, I'm looking for some portly teenagers. Portly teenagers. Have you seen any? we are going to do heavyweights from 1995 originally released back in february 17th of 1995 the synopsis that i have plump kids are lured into joining a posh fat camp with the promise of a quick weight loss and good times only to find that the facility is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho ex fitness instructor uh this is directed by uh stephen brill written by judd apatow and also from the director stephen brill co-wrote and it stars tom mcgowan aaron schwartz ben stiller amongst a lot of other up-and-coming child actors who we know some of today Kids like Jerry sometimes wish their lives were different. Nice swing. I'm so slow. Would have been cool to go fast. But now they're learning. I have a plan. There's nothing better. We're as good as anybody. Take them down, Kathy. Than being yourself. Heavyweight. A big new comedy from the creator of The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG. Question for you, Drew. I guess what they call it now is weight loss camp. I didn't know that these are still around. Were you oh, sure. aware? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And is it PC to call it fat camp? Because sometimes I still see it in their descriptions. Like, what do you think about just the idea of calling it fat camp? Like, do we I do? I don't think it's necessarily very keen to probably like deem it as a fat camp. I mean, they probably give it more kind of like you're saying, like PC or user-friendly names, something like, you know, like, like, like even to, just to take the name of the actual camp, like Camp Hope, like that could be good enough to for like a weight loss camp or like Camp New You or Camp Revitalize, Camp Phoenix, <laughs> who knows? Like, I mean, whatever. I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go around saying like, hey, let's go to Fat Camp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, just for listeners, this review is coming from uh, two reviewers who have seen it before. This is a rewatch for both of us. And also, uh, this will definitely have spoilers if I didn't mention that before. And we're just going to free for all just talk about this. Uh, when was the last time that you watched this? Gosh, I want to say maybe I watched Heavyweights maybe like seven or eight years ago. Okay. Any particular reason? Uh, no. No. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I sometimes I get these random, like, nostalgic, like, desires. And I'm just like, what do I want to watch? Do I want to watch Heavyweights? Is that big green over in my DVD, like, library? <laughs> hmm. What about Little Giants? Maybe. You just get these urges and you just want to like see something from your childhood that still makes you laugh. 
you recognize the actors that like you kind of know who they are. Yeah. It's, you know what it is? It's kind of like looking at the actor who played Goldberg in Mighty Ducks, who is also Sean or Sam in, uh, in this one. And mm-hmm. like his and like his whole recent like personal debacle, how yeah. he got caught up in drugs and he was homeless and I don't know, maybe it's just the aspect that we only keep those memories of those people as being the characters that we remember them in. We don't necessarily see, like, what happened to them afterwards. You know, where did they end up? And I think that's also kind of like a problem with a little bit of, I guess, as it is in the industry, like with child actors. Yeah. where do they go from there? Like if they've lost their cuteness or their appeal to be this specific, you know, mold, like where do they go? I think very few are going to rise to the occasions of like continued success, much like, you know, Elijah Wood. Okay, so like Elijah Wood, I think, is just like a rarity where, you know, he did the roles as a kid. He was in one of my uh, one film that I very much enjoy, like The Good Son, where you actually had two very, you know, pristine child actors in it and one has clearly gone on to fame and the other has clearly like gone on to do whatever he wanted to do with his <laughs> yeah. own company uh yeah and it's just it's kind of sad to look at some people and where they are now now i know that the kid who played gerald oh, uh, aaron, aaron schwartz up okay i just saw this today he glowed Dude. up there's there's a way where you're like, damn, puberty hit people right. <laughs> and he is and like he's one of them. Another would be like um, Neville from Harry Potter. Yeah. Like by the end of the movie, you're just all like, are you are you ruggedly handsome now? OK, so while we're on the subject, have you looked <laughs> have you looked at Lip Nicky lately? Liz Nicky. Jonathan Lip Nicky from Jerry Maguire. Oh, that weird looking kid. <laughs> no. The one the one who likes rabbits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I don't think I've actually Oh, we will pause this. Look him up now. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, yeah. He kind of he kind of rounded out in his face. the The forehead is the forehead's not as high. Lost yeah. the glasses. Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of weird where you would see kids sometimes, and you think like, God, that's an ugly kid. But then they get to teenager and adulthood, and you're like, Okay, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, he definitely that's became fine. a very big fitness person, and also he's one of those kids that was literally supposed to stay young forever. Like, there's no way he's going to grow up. Like, you're done. This is it. And, yeah, randomly just saw him one time. I was like, wow, I can't believe that's Jonathan Nicky. But, yeah, yeah, um, I, I did notice uh, some of these kids in heavyweights just kind of, like, go from here and there. And then, you know, Keenan Thompson definitely blew up with his career. And and Keenan, yeah, Keenan's another example where Keenan just, like, continued. But I also think at the time... Like right now, if I remember correctly, with like 1995, that was either like right in the beginning, middle 
or the middle of like all that on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, he's just had like kind of a steady thing, and then it kind of tapered off. But then it's like, oh look, SNL, and it's just been going since then. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's been doing okay. He's yes. been doing okay. And it was actually okay. So it was Sam Weiss. It was the actor, or sorry, not Sam. Sean Weiss was the actor that I was thinking about that had his whole thing where he was homeless and drugs and yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's very unfortunate. But he's, do, but he's doing better. I saw an article from like December, and he was like two hundred and seventy-one days sober. Yeah. So kudos very good for him. him. No. So. For anyone that have not seen this movie, this is definitely one of those Disney films that hits the core. It hits that childlike, you know, manner to where, you know, like if you want to be a kid, watch movies like Heavyweights and Big Green, like you were saying, Little Giants. They definitely, you know, highlight what it is like to be a kid and and how much, you know, fun it is to be a kid as well. But it also touches on a subject that usually isn't talked about as much and challenges sort of the status quo of what is a main star, lead star, side character, and sort of the tropes that come with it. And that's what I really liked about this movie, just watching it, Mm -hmm. you know, again, as an adult to see like, wow, this movie actually did something for the industry and you don't see too many movies like this but it was still it's still great to know that this movie exists right right very much so i think it's more to the idea that if you want to prove that like an ensemble cast is going to work then this is it even the kids who are very minor in the grouping whether they're not speaking they're doing something in the background where you notice them or they have such small parts but they're memorable and it's it's very much noticeable, like the British kid, Nicholas, like, I mean, he's oh, put he's, on he's put on guard duty. He has the chocolate that's melted onto his body. He's like, I thought that bus was hot. The kid, I, I don't remember the kid doing this, but like I nearly gagged when he walked over and all the melted chocolates on his stomach. And he's all like, this yeah. is not sanitary. And he wipes it with Just his hand licks and licks it like he actually licked it like it wasn't stunt. It wasn't like faked out you know, he really licked it off his stomach you know apatow is that legit that he will make a kid lick it for real like we're not putting in a body double you're licking this well <laughs> if you want that you, paycheck well you know he's he's preparing for when he you know is having to uh direct two adam sandler movies later on it's like exactly all right speaking of the other star power that we have in here we have uh Later to be director Paul Fig, like what the hell? I can't believe that was Paul Fig, and I right. found this out uh, a while ago before you know last night. But still, it's still a shock to me to see that this gentleman was once an actor and then mm-hmm. also had a big role in this. He wasn't just like a cameo guy who was just busy and I'll just help out. Like this dude was in this movie, yeah, and um, to. To answer my own question, the last time I watched this movie, I was literally a kid. I like I I don't really? think this yeah. movie really had much access anywhere. You really couldn't find this movie anywhere, and it's not a part of my collection. So as far as streaming's concerned, it never really pat like I never really crossed by and was like, oh, heavyweights. Let oh, me heavy- watch that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I never really had an opportunity to just kind of relive this again. So it's fun that I had this opportunity to like rewatch it because I just remember it being a really feel good movie. But 
I do have a little bit of childhood memory from it because me and my brother would watch this together and we would crack up mm-hmm. over the antics of Ben Stiller's Tony Perkis. Like, just his his facial expressions, even the sound effects where he's, like, flipping everywhere and they give you the illusion he's just, like, a superhuman <laughs> being. Just, like, all of that, my brother amps up with the comedy and he just makes things a lot funnier. And so I remember Heavyweights with my brother. It's it's so crazy how Ben Stiller was in this doing what he was doing. You know that people were just hoping and wishing that at the end of the movie Dodgeball, it was revealed that he is really Tony Perkins. Tony Perkins, exactly. You know, because they're like the same person. And you wonder like where in the timeline it would have gone to because at the end of Heavyweights, he becomes big again. So it's like, did he do Dodgeball before, you know, being or he, like... Or he got his, you know, he got his shit together and he yeah, and lost all the down. weight again. It's changed his guy. name. <laughs> took all of his dad's money because even in there it said like it was it was his father's money i think yeah. if i'm remembering correctly mm-hmm. and i i don't know i just think i think it fits like too well that he could have been the dodgeball villain just at that point instead of actually being like crazy i think he just became a little bit like stuck up uh-huh. and like he <laughs> once ag- he once again like you know defeated his like weight demons and he's just you know, it's like nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Like that's me. That's me taking the taking the bull by the horns. It's a it's a metaphor. <laughs> and then we had uh, Tim Blake Nelson with hair. Like, what the hell was that? I was like gagged for that. I well, because I just did a review with him on holes. And, you know, he was the same Tim Blake Nelson. But then, like, I was like, this dude has a lot of hair. And even though it was that one little part, I was still like, okay, Tim, he's making that money. But, yeah, I was surprised to see him as well. I I very much forgot that he was in this film. And he's only in it for that short time where he's yeah. just like, you know, he's presenting, you know, the fat camp. But I really like him, like, later on when he was actually able to kind of, like, you know, spread his wings and get bigger roles like, you yeah. know, brother, where art thou? And frankly, I, I'm i a huge fan of like anthologies, just period, regardless if they're horror or not. Anthologies are love, amazing. I love the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, and okay. I And I think he has like one of the best little stories. And it's the intro. Like, what a way to do like an intro for this thing. Have you seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? I have not. I heard it was good, though. It's Okay. Not to like spoil anything, but it's super funny. He walks into a bar and, you know, it's it's him in these like white cowboy duds. So he looks completely out of place in this like rugged out of nowhere bar. And he's like stepping into the light. And before he steps in, he just goes like he's dusting off. And then when he steps forward, it's a perfect silhouette of himself and dust. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's visually appealing and it's funny and so i yeah he was a he was a treat to kind of see there it did seem kind of weird that like you don't know if they sought out the parents more than likely the parents sought out him for you know getting their kid to go to the weight loss camp but i don't know it, it was just seemed weird that he was all like no it's a camp built just for you go-karts how can we ride them all the time, but be careful. <laughs> They're addicting. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
No, he was really good. And what's funny is that watching that tape, Camp actually looked really fun watching Didn't that it? video. I actually looked, would have gone. Yeah, right. It, lo- it looked really great. And watching this movie, I always, always, always wanted as a kid to go to a camp that had a blob. And I never, ever got to go to a camp as a kid that had a blob. And I'm just thinking this would have been amazing to do or to go to a camp that had go-karts. Like I'm thinking, what, where is this place? Where is this place that has like such like luxuries and, you know, the abundance of land. And that kind of like made me think growing up where people that actually do own camps, regardless for like age. For for the owners to somehow like, you know, uh, file chapter nine bankruptcy and they lose their money and they can't afford the camp. You got to think like they really have to have a lot of money to own that much land. Yeah. I and mean, unless like, it was inherited to you or something like, yeah, right. that you or or to like and, and you got to have people on their staff like year round. You you got to have like a groundskeeper or something. Maybe there's like a two week break where someone can take it. But like stuff has to be maintained, like the grass has to be, you know, fed and cut and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've had pe- I've had friends and even like ex students who have worked at camps where. They're like, no, like I'm there year round, like because they keep they constantly have camps like they're always rotating with new kids. And like they were working in the kitchen and doing stuff for uh, like groundskeeping, like I was saying it. It's kind of weird to try and think, yeah, it really would take that much money, which also makes sense. Why, if your kid's going to camp, OK, parents like fork over like twelve hundred dollars yeah, and your kid's going to be gone for two months. <laughs> So before we get to Camp Hope, I do have a question for you because you are a teacher. Maybe you can sort of shed some insight on this. And I see this in a lot of films uh, that has to deal with sort of like end of school or like, you know, summer is beginning, yada, yada. The film starts out where, you know, school is over. Everybody's getting ready for the summer. Exactly. So they're just throwing paper and books everywhere. And, you know, but here's the thing. As I'm on this tour... I'm noticing that more and more they are just throwing everything like, yay, and then they just expect people to just clean this shit up. Is that a thing? I do have... people do that at the end of school? Okay. I've never seen it to like that degree. Like I've seen kids like they'll dump their back I've seen kids like dump their backpacks at the end of school, like into the trash cans, and they're just wow. like, oh, like everything's gone. And That's then like there, funny. there might there might be papers. Or something like spread uh, spread out in what we call the spine. It's just like this long, big hallway that kids can branch off and go to their classes, and I, but but never to that degree. And I've even seen seen it where in different films, uh, where kids, if it's like an indoor school, the kids are like dumping all their papers from like the third floor down the stairs and everything. <laughs> and, but never to the degree where they're just like chucking trash. And confetti. And my brain immediately went to, like, who's not stopping them? I know. Like, why are they not getting, I mean, like, really, I, my brain would go, like, why are they not, not getting in trouble? But then I'd have to think, like, what are they going to do? Like, it's the last I, I would cancel every event the next year if you're not a senior and moving on to high school or whatever like you're getting punished next year when you come back just done i mean it's it's kind of like where every every year there's usually like some type of like senior prank okay and steadily over the past couple years that i've been working 
I've seen it get worse and worse. Like, I mean, if it, it's clever when like the kids steal the trash cans around the quad and they somehow get them on top of the roof of the gym. And it spells like and it spells out like class of 2018. I think it was in recent years. We had kids like they had they like vandalized the school. They would like they spray painted uh, obscenities on the walls. They oh, wow. spray painted like an anatomically correct stick figure horse because we're the Mustangs. And they they somehow broke into and this is now like the school has gotten like security cameras and stuff. But they broke into the security uh, back lot where all of the golf carts were. They stole the golf carts. They drove them down the spine. But then they lined them up on opposite sides of the spine, took off. uh, Like if it was on the right side, they took off the right side tire. So it was like gangster leaning, did the same thing with the others. And then they hid the tires. (laughs) <laughs> so the golf carts so the golf carts were inoperable for that entire like two or three days that they had to get them fixed and like I guess essentially like towed back to the back lot. Sure. Like is it kind of destructive? Okay, I can get it. Is it funny? Is it memorable? Definitely. But then like the kids were like vandalizing and doing like stupid dangerous stuff. They dug holes in our quad. But they were like not deep holes. They were kind of shallow holes. But then they were slightly covered up where like if you went walking, like it's almost like getting your foot dropped into a gopher hole, like someone's going to break their ankle. Yeah. Where it's like it's like very, very dangerous. They egged certain teachers doors and (laughs) windows. And it was kind of funny because like I was seeing like a bunch of senior teachers like windows and stuff getting egged and vandalized. And then I'm looking at mine and I'm like, oh, they like me. (laughs) <laughs> like not, not, nothing's getting i'm not getting hit but yeah i mean at the end of the school year kids are celebrating they really just want to get the hell out of dodge the right. more the more so that i actually see when it comes to kids trying to like celebrate the end of the school year i see more breakups mm. at the end of us at the end of a school year especially for seniors because there's all like we're gonna be together forever school's over well, I'm going to college. Bye. <laughs> so they so they'll like end this relationship. So you see random fights uh, break out between some couples. That's more, I don't know, not funny. Well, maybe a little, <laughs> but, but but it's like expected. Well, this film is definitely a movie about underdogs. I mean, they they categorize. All the geeks, the nerds, the unpopular, the unathletic, you know, this definitely is a movie for them. I mean, right out the gate, we also see a kid who is wearing a shirt that says mean people suck. I mean, so so they're already setting the tone like we don't like popular jocks or anything like that in this movie. Like they bypass the couple that's making out and they're like, excuse me. Yeah. Get a a room. room. (laughs) So they they go to Camp Hope and, you know, we see this movie through the eyes of this new kid, Gerald, who is going to this camp for the first time. And then all of a sudden he finds out that the one time he has to go is when it's being sold to this very heavy, you know, fitness guru who is, I guess, trying to sell an infomercial deal or product because he's, he's his, trying his to, method yeah, he's is, trying to like build an empire a little bit. Yeah. Mm hmm. And he thinks that, like, 
having a weight loss camp with these kids, which in turn, like, yeah, it is a sad thing that it's being sold off because this was this was like an oasis. This was like a safe haven for these kids to go and not have to worry about summer, you know, antics of like maybe being shut inside all the time. Like, do I have to worry about going to the public pool and embarrassing myself if I take off my shirt to go swimming? Like, no, I'm going to be around people that are just like me. It's like it's like when Keenan sees uh, Gerald on the plane and he's all like, going to fat camp? What? No. Why do you say that? Because you're fat. Is that your dad? No. Why? Well, he's fat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and he tells me, he's like, when you go to fat camp, like you're not the fat kid. Like everyone's the fat kid. And yeah. I, I think I understand. I and I get that. And I totally understood that. I mean, like I understood it watching as a kid because like, well, I mean, you know, I've, I've always had this lovely swimmer's body and <laughs> like just growing up as as a plump kid and now being like a plump adult, like I, I get the 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 fear of these kids and especially like. When he tries to, when he tries to throw the baseball going home and he fails again and again and again. And just the antagonistic attitudes, even of like the uh, the fitness camp across the way. Yeah, it's it's sad for for him to go there for his first time. And it's been and it's been gone. I was kind of confused about how uh, the one kid who's like the kid who clearly has been there. Like he goes like every year. He's like the tallest kid, and yeah. he and he's like the quiet one. But he stands there when they drive up in the bus, and, and he he's stands like, there and he's, no. and he's just like, no, yeah. If it's a haven, like why are you? You know, maybe he secretly found out about the over, you know, the takeover before maybe. everyone else. Maybe but no, I totally get that. I I don't know if he knew. Either they shot that out of sequence, or they didn't change it. But. If they if they kept it the way that it's supposed to be, then I don't think he knew to the depth of what it was going to be, because when the owners come up and tell him, like, it's not going to be does, our camp, he's he like, cry. he's like, yeah, he's like crying. And he's just like, oh, no, no. Oh, my God. And it, <laughs> and it is kind of and it is kind of sad for that. But yeah, it's it's a wake up call probably for a lot of them. I I love when he's running when Tony Burkis is running out after he introduces himself. You just you hear the kid in the background. I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, these kids are definitely known to pull a prank or two. Maybe it could have just been a prank to the new kid. And I mean, I don't know how he would think that. I mean, I don't know if his character was treated as somebody who does pranks, but he could have also just been like playing a joke on the new people who's looking like, oh, but actually it's actually, you know, a fun place to be um well but but to your point that you said earlier you know just feeling very comfortable in your own skin there you know they make a point to make fun of the skinny counselor tim right who lost the weight and so they're just like they make fun of him for losing the weight and being like sort of a pseudo traitor to the rest of the the camp right. and the counselors like tim what happened did you have a baby yeah it's like <laughs> with this halter top you're just mad at these buns of steel, buns of steel. It's like, oh god, okay, up, up there's the uh, the bald eagle. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Do you mm-hmm. feel that this movie at all, no matter how like big or small, do you feel that there was any fat shaming at all? 
in this movie. I mean, just with the idea of how unathletic they were. I mean, even the baseball thing was, so, I don't know, a little over the top. When it's coming from like the other kids, I don't think there's necessarily fat shaming. Uh, or at least, sorry, I should say the kids at Camp Hope. I mm-hmm. don't think there's really like fat shaming with them because I think they're more so trying to say like, we understand. Like even when like Gerald is like, Hey, I, I, I snuck in some emergency Oreos just in case. And he's like, that's very thoughtful of you, Gerald. Chipmunks, download. And yeah. then they all bring on their candies and their beef sticks. And they they have their secret stash. I don't know. Like nothing else is really as shaming. Now, when it gets to the other kids from the fitness camp. Yeah. Like, you know, don't blubber chubber. And then he gets like the baseball uh, bat to the gut. Yeah, there's some fat shaming. There's some making fun of him. When Peter uh, Perkis, uh, you know, he definitely fat shames. I mean, the whole like, you know, my grandmother runs faster than you and she only has one leg. And, and it's like, hey, congratulations. You're the fattest kid in camp. Like, yeah, there's some fat shaming from really just so i said peter perkis tony perkis tony uh from ben stiller's character there is definitely fat shaming from the other baseball you know fitness camp definitely some fat shaming i think lars starts out but then of course he joins their side um yeah well but i think you're i think you expect it from them i was thinking more from a um well i mean you're you're absolutely right i mean obviously the villains of the movie were the ones to say a lot of hurtful stuff um, that was written in this, but from a writer's perspective, I do you think that oh, Apatow do I think like and it came Braille, okay. like like did they write in some of these jokes to kind of hint like being you know pudgy or whatnot would like cause you to just be so uncoordinated? You know what's funny when they were doing the slide exercise, which I actually found kind of interesting. I was like, that looks <laughs> like fun, but did you notice that all of them were on a slanted hill? Like clearly they're gonna fall, which I think was either oh, I rigged. Didn't, I didn't so they notice they fall. were all on a slanted hill. Oh, they hill. were so on a slanted hill. So it's like clearly they're not gonna balance very well. Well, and frankly, that might have been to Tony's like own little devious plans because exactly if he wants to if he wants to challenge them then i get it i totally get it i don't think he like he doesn't want them to fail right yeah because he wants them to be successful so he can earn money as for like the writers putting in different situations that seem really futile to someone who might have a weight issue or even like the the bits of name calling I think it's very sugarcoated and I think it's also very user friendly with the jokes that they cracked. Like no one's coming in here in a kid in a Disney kids movie and like, you know, shouting like, hey, fat ass. Yeah. Or, you know, like. I don't know, something else that's going to be kind of like in your face derogatory. I don't think it's going to make anyone uncomfortable necessarily. Well. As towards the middle of the movie, I I said to myself and I was like, I wonder if they are kind of putting them in sort of a highlight to be ridiculed, you know, like the butt of the joke and whatnot. And then at one point I was like, you know what? I actually haven't seen like a fart joke yet. And then as they're sneaking into Perkis, 
um, how or cabin, and then they're trying to escape, and then they're trying to push, you know, the kid out, and he farts. And I'm like, oh well, there we go. There's one, which is not a bad thing. Oh no, I was gonna say like I wouldn't even think of that as like a fat oriented like joke. I just think it's just like they're trying to push him. Maybe he's stressed, and he's just like, I'm making it. I'm going. I'm going. Oh, I'm so sorry. I love that sound effects, by the way. That was awesome. <laughs> no, well, so, but I was thinking, and this isn't like 100% true, but usually if they do pull off a, a, a sort of a fart joke like that, usually if it's done, it's done in a way to where like if somebody was smaller, they do it on purpose because they're boys and they like to do, you know, just have oh, fun. Oh, right. And so like, now it's, it's but, being, it's being determined that this, like some, someone who's larger and they have gas. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. I, I get you. I get you. And I mean, it's not like family guy following a kid around with a tuba. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again, like I said, not hugely offensive, but it was just, you know, something that kind of popped in my head. Well, they haven't had them like, you know, do the whole, Oh, I have gas and all of that stuff. So, um, I, but I think you're right. I think the movie definitely gave us a little bit of, realism as to you know kids who don't look like them would you know find them to be you know uh, targets for bullying or name calling and whatnot and i think to show a little bit of that was not necessary not necessary but it made sense i didn't feel that they did any fat shaming as as much either no not not really i mean even even when it came to like the camp like competition between each other it wasn't Something like that, and that you know they said like we've always lost, and it's been and it's like the thirty third annual, so like for thirty three straight years they've been losing. You almost think like, okay, what's today's competition? A triathlon and Greco Roman wrestling. <laughs> Let's go. No, like I mean, what what are the what are the actual like real physical skills that they're actually doing? And it's almost to the fact where. I think anybody, regardless of size, could see what they're doing. And it even makes more sense to where it's camp activities that it's not purely physical skills. Like they throw a football. And is that like the only physical thing? Other than that, they're like they're shaving a balloon. They're testing intelligence. They're driving. the. Well, they did that. They did that, you know, um, potato sack sort of like hopping. So oh, that, that's right. They did the potato sack thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, think there they, was another jumping court. Like, oh, like they did the rock climb. Or they did the yeah. rock climb. That's what, okay. Mm-hmm. So what? Like three out of like the nine <laughs> yeah. things that they did. So, I mean, it's not purely physical. So almost everyone could do what they were doing. However, seeing that kid be terrified to climb that rock, climb the rock wall. I, I have been there as a child. I was I was totally there where it's all like I take a step up and then like you freeze and you're just all like, OK, am I almost there? I am two <laughs> feet off the ground. Damn it. <laughs> so some of the funny laugh out loud parts that I got from this, I don't know if any of them matches yours, because I mean, this movie was definitely entertaining all the way through. But there were times that I definitely laughed out loud. First of all, anything that Lars did. Lars is amazing. I love everything about him. And he is just funny, especially his buddy line when he's like, oh, it's okay. Oh it's a buddy system. And he just, buddy. Okay. I love that line so much. Tom Hodges in this role is absolutely hilarious. He and is I did I did that line so many times with my friends growing up where people were all like, wait a minute, where did Steven go? 
<laughs> and I'd be all like, body, 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 body. I, just, I mean, like, even him walking, he's like, I'm your new friend, Lars. Lars, where are you from? Very far away. <laughs> now, I have a, now, I have a severely deviated septum. When I go to sleep, I will be making very strange noises. Do not be afraid. <laughs> I'm okay. I am okay. <laughs> He's so good. But his dancing as the DJ was flawless. <laughs> I hope that was all him. Be- I mean, obviously, you couldn't choreograph that. But I'm just like, just the sheer silliness of him being like, I don't care, was so good. I Oh, he was so good at this role. I, I just wanted more like Lars. The, I imagine the motivation for the dancing was like, pretend you have a kid at this dance. And you don't and care if you them, yeah. and you don't care if you embarrass them. <laughs> and go right. Um, also, and I I forget his name in the movie. I just keep calling him Goldberg. So Goldberg, uh, Sean Sean Weiss. Yeah, I forget and his it name was, in this uh, movie. It was Josh. It was, Josh. It was was Josh. His okay, role. Josh. That's what I thought. So I love how Josh is. You know, the prankster and the jokester, and he makes and fun apparently of like Tony. a camp legend. But you, but they don't yeah. really explain why he's a camp legend. Yeah. But he's making fun of Tony, and then all of a sudden it just goes into this, like, um, <laughs> unsolved mystery, like, whiteout, and then he just disappears. <laughs> I just like how that scene was executed. I thought that was pretty funny, because it just pauses on him, and it's like, oh my god, what happened to him? <laughs> I hear he's living in the park with a man with no legs. What? No way! I'm just telling you what I heard, man. <laughs> and I love and the it- I love the chef, the, the, the cook. He's like, oh no, your friend, uh, yeah... Yeah, he's dead. Peter Berg, where did that come from? That's out of nowhere. You know, this was before his directing days, I'm sure. But yeah, that was a sight to see him do. (laughs) Uh, But it's the littlest things, too, like for no reason. And I I, I just got to give it up to the writers for this is like when they find the stash of candy and he um, pats down Gerald. Or was it Gerald? It wasn't Gerald. No, he, it was, he pats down uh, Keenan. Uh, Keenan, yeah, and he finds the Pez, <laughs> and then he imps, and he imps it like a gun. Like you can literally hear the bullet sounds. It sounded it. like it sounded like a magazine being emptied. Yeah, that's exactly what they were going for. And I just thought that was such a nice touch. It was funny. It was just done so naturally, and I love little stuff like that. It it also seemed weird that like out of all the candy that you're going to be like hiding on your person. Why do you hide a Pez dispenser? Uh, why, why do you not have something? I mean, I guess maybe if you want the candy that's chalky, go for it. Maybe. Right. Whatever you want. <laughs> but you're, you're right about, you know, Sean Weiss as Josh. Classic. Great lines. Yeah. Very, very funny. I mean, hell, he's he's in our Real Feels intro. <laughs> oh, is he? Nice. Oh, yeah. His line where he says, like, this pleases me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the uh, When they were running for cows, I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what they did with them, because clearly it was a joke for us, but I'm like, did these kids actually try and like take out a cow for food? Like, that I, I been... think that's like the, the Disney exaggeration yeah. of like, you know, making it so bad. I wanted to see the cows like chasing them back. Right. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> like they're like they're like tracking down like a chicken and they're all like, no, no, that's that's a five piece right there. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> so 
I want to talk about Tony Perkis for a second. Now, I was looking up some stuff, you know, to just kind of highlight throughout the review. And uh, one one scene that came up was um, that I'll just kind of bring sort of a highlight. I guess if you buy the Blu-ray, there's tons of like deleted scenes and alternate scenes that you can get from this. But being that Judd Apatow is Judd Apatow, this movie was given to him. And I guess they didn't know who he was at the time because he wanted to create a very raunchier sort of side of of you know camp along with this Disney movie they had to cut so much stuff out of this because of what he did to this film and one of the things was the Seymour Butts line Mm -hmm. and uh, if you were to watch it I think in the theatrical release and maybe on TV you'll see that when Perkis says Seymour Butts it's sort of dubbed over it doesn't sink it doesn't. So because they he was saying a different name, the Seymour Butts was not supposed to be written into this. They changed it. The original line or name that he that Josh gives is Peter Fitz. And I'm like, Peter Fitz, I don't get it. Right. But it comes afterwards. So what was supposed to happen? He goes, who is Peter Fitz? And he goes and then Josh replies, any Peter Fitz, if you push hard enough. And Disney was like, no, we are taking that out. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> it's like Disney meets Porky's. That's all this was apparently exactly, going to be. Right? I also found that there were a lot. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I found more than a few articles highlighting that the kids were the actual villains of this film and that Tony Perkis was very <laughs> misunderstood. And so I actually want to explore this because even before coming across these articles, we first meet him when he introduces himself. One of the first thing he says, I've been homeschooled and tutored all my life this is my first time interacting with other (laughs) children children. so he obviously has no idea how human emotions work or who knows what they were doing to him as he was being tutored because he also talks about losing a lot of weight so his he could have went through the um the what's that called black widow who she went to the ballet or the the institute or the yeah I forget what it's called. Who knows what he went through during his like teaching of the mind and the body, but like he clearly hasn't been around people. So we got to wonder is all of his antics due to the fact that he has no, he's socially inept, you know, like, well, inept, he's, excuse me. He's very like insecure in failing. And I mean, even when they go on like, you know, the, the 20 mile hike, you have one of the kids fall down and they're all like, no, get up, get up, get up. And he's all like, leave him. He's a straggler. Yeah. Like stragglers are left to fend by themselves. And he turns around and he's about to walk away. He's like, I was. Yeah. So <laughs> they kind of give him a little bit or they try to give him a little bit of a humanized like this is not me just being an asshole. This is a product of how I was brought up. But then if we like right. turn the tables seeing what the kids were doing by kidnapping him, making him fall like 20 feet down a hole where he could have broke his neck, the whole honey thing, the electrocution, all of that. Now, I'm not saying it's a fair trade. This is just kind of what the article was like talking about, but they were just saying like he 
in some sh- way was actually trying to help these kids because oh very oh yeah very yeah. much so I, I think it was a very genuine endeavor even yes. if it was like a let's see if we can get a uh, a get rich quick scheme with this you know infomercial to say like he like he's going there and he's all like I'm gonna get you to lose weight because I believe in you good mm-hmm. morning campers today's word or today's evaluation day. Do you have any value? <laughs> Not yet, but you will. <laughs> and I mean, like he wants to help him. He tells him like, here's your meals. We're going to be taking away stuff that's going to like not keep you sedentary. He wants them to lose weight. He knows what it's like to be like them. And he even says that he's like at at, at 12 years old. I was like, he said he was like 300 and some odd pounds. And yeah, so I mean he said like obviously he did work hard and obviously he got to a point where he was super skinny, which again, you know, goes back to the whole uh Dwight situation. Yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. Of exactly. dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, I think it was a genuine uh you know passion project to try and make these kids probably not suffer like he did or not have someone to help them. Or even force them, which he probably now sees as like, well, if they didn't force me, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be this way. And it's kind of like how he goes along. He's all like, lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. And yeah. I, I think he I think he's trying. It's it's in the wrong it's in the wrong energy to do so to the to the extent that he is. But I think there deep down there is a. Uh, a genuine sense of like, I'm really trying to help you guys. And none of you are kind of like really falling in line to make this work. You're cheating on your diets. You're sneaking food. You're. I, and I understand that's kind of like a silent form of rebellion for them to be all like, we came here to have fun. Well, you're going to lose weight and have fun. Yeah, we're going to cut off that first part you said. And we just <laughs> we just want to have fun with this. Yeah. And and they're also like he's like deranking pat who's been there for 18 years which is why i find most of the theories that i was reading about to be a little bit false like yes we can claim that his intentions wasn't completely evil 100 percent. his methods were obviously horrible but at the same time you're not utilizing the because one article was like yeah he he buys this camp he brings us his own staff which is allowed it's not illegal and so but we're looking at him like how dare he but at the same time he didn't utilize the fact that these kids um respect these counselors who are already there and he could have utilized them to help them lose weight it's not the type of movie totally get it but yeah it was just a fun thing to kind of read that all of these people were kind of not necessarily rooting for Perkis, but just more of this understanding like he wasn't some evil dictator he clearly tried to help his just his methods were kind of fucked up but do you do you sense a sort of like a role reversal is seeing like these kids just didn't give a shit about themselves and were the villains of this movie or you know are kids be kids you know well, okay, I think what, like, a, uh, a teenager's mentality is going to be like, we're coming to camp and we're going to have fun. And that is what they want to do, because at that point, before even the fun gets started, they haven't had any fulfillment of that, like, dream, that goal. Oh, they totally had a binge so they, purge. Like, they had yeah. to release lots of it. 
Tim even like went overboard and like right. let go of his diet and regimen. So, so yeah, exactly. And that and that's been like their own little uh, way of kind of like venting for it. They finally had their fun. They did this. They did that because from from the first day when they were introduced to you know Tony as the new new owner, he was all like, "We're gonna change things up. We're gonna be you know exercising and losing weight." And they're like, "What? Yeah, that's right." And I don't know. I, I think it was a slight rebellion. I don't necessarily see them as the villains entirely. I mean, did they kind of pull sort of like a Camp Nowhere situation? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's even the dad who comes back for Gerald and he's all like, here, let me go show over here, dad. And he's like, he hasn't lost a pound. He hasn't lost a pound. And like, why did I said, what's going I on? I mean, yeah. I, OK. And as someone who like I will have, you know, just truth be told, like I will have very, very honest and like very determined moments where I'm all like, you know what? Damn it. Like I am, I am getting serious about this. I, I am going to like stick to a diet. I'm going to lose some weight and I'll be, I'll be gung ho like for the first 48 hours. And then I'll be all like, all right, time to go home. I got a smoothie to make. Taco Bell has new items. <laughs> and, and just, and like, you'll just, you'll lose focus. And like these kids, they had nothing they had nothing to even like start them off on fun, uh, like to even get to a focused point. So I don't know. I think it's a little 50 50. I think they kind of went overboard, but it's also that fun aspect of a kid film where it's like, yeah, the kids kind of did stick it to the bad guy. Uh, what's the what's the movie with the kid from Malcolm in the Middle and Paul Giamatti? Uh the big fat liar. Yeah, big fat liar. It's kind of like that thing where like they they stick it to the, you know, the big villain and they can prove that they can outsmart him. Yeah. So Well, one of the things that I did like about this movie too is that they didn't just completely ignore the idea of taking care of yourself. And it's not necessarily just about losing weight. It's just about having like a balanced diet or just doing, you know, some exercising or just making sure that right. it doesn't get worse. Right. Because I think there was a lot of body positivity in this movie. Not one kid lost the weight and everybody still was fine. They were all likable. The mission wasn't for right. them to get skinny. It was for them to like themselves. Right. right. And as, as and, Gerald said, he's all like, I, I feel better. Like I feel good. Yeah. And that was yeah. kind of, and that was kind of the point. Yeah. But, you know, th there was a little bit of this sort of like self, you know, kind of like ha not hating, but just kind of the self detriment of, of, you know, like, oh, I'm big. So like, I can't do this. So what's the point of trying? And, you know, even with the relay race and all of that good stuff. And it's just like you can you, you know, he's like, you are in control of your own diet. You, you know, figure out what is good for you. We'll do some light exercise. Let's balance it out, which I thought was the whole point of the camp to begin with. And I just like how some of these counselors were even surprised, like, oh, we're actually going to make these kids exercise like, oh, no, you know, but at the same time, like, I'm surprised this practice wasn't even done to begin with. It seems these kids right. had no idea that this camp was really just like you said, a safe haven where they can just be themselves, which is great. But I thought that this camp was I mean, even in the video, he's like, I've been coming here since 10 years old and like, look at him. So it's like, why are we sending my kid to this camp again? Because he's not losing the weight. So what what are we doing here? Right. But well, see, it, it's it's weird to where. I don't know, like 
it's not immediately presented as like a weight loss camp technically when you're and watching i didn't the see video. that either yeah of and course. it's, it's kind of it's kind of like snuck in there and then eventually where you know he's all like it's a fat camp no i'm not going you're going you're fatter than me why don't you go mm. but i mean when eventually they do take over and you know cat pat kind of takes charge and um the lady who plays the nurse when she starts teaching them, you're like, we're going to make our own pasta primavera today. Like, if this was a regular thing at the camp, great. Have it still be a fun camp, and you teach them valuable life skills. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like you, that. You it's, don't need to, yeah, you don't need to go on a 10-mile hike. It's like, hey, guys, you know what we're doing on day one? All of us are going to walk across, like, the football field or the big or the big picnic area, and then we're going to walk back. And everyone's going to learn to check their heart rate. And you know what? That's that's a good goal for today because that's day one. And then yeah. tomorrow, maybe we'll take two laps and we'll just try it out. Like steady and slow. Like, But Tony wanted to throw him in the deep end, like, you know, head first with their legs tied. Just all he knows. <laughs> it worked for him, so it must be right. Right. right? So. It must be right. <laughs> So overall, what did you think about this rewatch? Um, did anything change for you watching it again? Or is it still the same old like Disney child nostalgia? I mean, it, it's very much still like nostalgic uh, to to a point. Uh, I think I definitely noticed a lot more, especially like the actors in the background, noticing different uh, people that obviously I'm not going to notice in like 1995 or even 10 yeah. years later. It was still fun. It was still funny. I think it was also pretty neat where this particular role i think much like that of you know dwight in uh in dodgeball it, it, that's kind of like ben stiller's jim carrey crazy role almost to you know an extent i mean even the orderly from cable guy you know when he was that psycho crazy and then he came back for like you know halloween um right Hubie. <laughs> you will go to sleep i will put you to sleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought the movie was still fun. I I definitely laughed out loud. It was really fun to see some of these old school actors sort of back in the day. I mean, this movie definitely came out at the right time because there was so much transition from Mighty Ducks onto Heavyweights. There was just yeah, all so it oh, was yeah. like you clearly were aware of a lot of the child actors that were in it and you're like, "I know him, I know him." And you know, it was definitely a movie that came out at the exact time it was supposed to. And again, as an adult watching it, it was also great to see, as I was saying in the beginning, like you don't need to have like the fat friend and the sidekick. Like they can also play lead and also create the ensemble and still deliver great jokes. Um, they're not necessarily used as above the joke and all that stuff. So I found all of that to be great. How about recommendation for today? Do you think it still works for for folks, adult and child like? I think it can still be fun and, you know, watchable for kids in today's age. I don't think the jokes necessarily are dated. It's still childlike and innocent enough with its humor. I think it's relatable regardless of who you can be. I think you can still watch it and get that message of like even the underdog can have enough one day and then and like they will rise up. And exactly. I, and I think it's great even where you see like various little moments where like when Pat is pushing Gerald around the go-kart ring 
and he's doing it all on himself and he's telling him like man you know i'm just i'm tired of being the i'm tired of being the fat guy i'm tired of being the dude who you know can't do this can't do that like man these go-karts you should watch them they can fly what do you mean fly oh they can fly and i mean like for him he's probably even thinking like oh my gosh like i i hit the turbo engine and it really did fly like it doesn't matter that like i'm adding x amount of weight to the frame of the actual go-kart like i am soaring through the air yeah and and they, and they win and they win because they do it on their own and they do it with their own style. And I think that's just something that everyone can walk away with and still feel good about all of it. I mean, even the dance too, I thought was nice to have all the girls, <clears throat> you know, like they make one comment, but at the same time, like sometimes like there was a, like slightly mentioned that one of the girls, you know, obviously had her own weight thing. The shadiest little comment right there. Right. It's all like, I don't understand. Why can't they just lose weight? Maybe you can show them how to throw up after every meal. <laughs> you're just like, oh, amazing. <laughs> right. But I mean, just when they're all dancing and even one of them scores, you know, they're just like making out at the end of He's the dance. Like I was like, out, yes. And she almost looks like sad that she has to go. And you're just I know. like, get it, get it. <laughs> so yeah, definitely a, 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 a movie to definitely uplift, you know, again, like I said, the underdog sort of thing. But yeah, I think overall, this movie is still fun. If anyone is interested in checking this out, currently it is on Disney Plus. So if you have a subscription, you can definitely watch it there for free. Otherwise, it is on most streaming apps for the general price of, I'm sure, $2.99 to $3.99. I think it is worth the watch. Um, Any curiosity to some of the actors you know today in their childlike state, definitely see it for that. And again, it's it's sort of a one of a kind. You don't see many movies like this out there anymore. So I'm glad a movie like this exists. I don't think it would get made again. And no, and, no. and especially not and especially not with kids. That's not going to happen. I don't care how good of a message it is. Like it had its moments and the 90s were it. And the 90s was the trial period and it was successful. It got its theatrical release. Good. That's where it stays. That that can't happen in nowadays. Now, when you have movies where it actually features adults, I think people are going to be more understanding of it. And if it does have like self-deprecating humor, it's going to the adult. It's not going to go to the kid. So that's not going to be as a problem problematic. Now, when you take movies like Britney runs a marathon, Mm. love it, love it, love the message, love everything that like it's, it's kind of presenting forward. And that also presents the fact that like you can try your hardest and, and just fail, but that doesn't have to be the end. And then you can also realize that maybe who you were is not exactly as comfortable for other people where you are now, because like in that movie, she, she like loses the weight and she gains more confidence and she wants to be a better person, but she's no longer that like the dumpy friend for her other friends to like rely on where it's like, Oh, Hey, you're not doing anything tonight. I mean, you never do anything. Any, any of the nights, like, do you want to go out? Like I need a wing girl. And I, I, I think if you're going to have it, this style of film, it definitely has to be with adults. Uh, I think it'd be a rarity if something like this would be done again with kids. Drew, it's always a pleasure 
You, I, I already, I always know you're going to bring your own opinion to things. You are never <laughs> quiet. And I love that. I love that you were a part of this review with me. Um, it was very fun, uh, reviewing and highlighting heavyweights as part of this tour. We are going to, uh, in this review and episode. And of course I will have a new review next week. We are leaving camp hope and sort of taking a break from camp as we, go to the other part of the tour and that's we're going back to summer jobs sometimes when you just have downtime but you need a little extra cash maybe start a babysitting day club you know we are going to review the babysitters club (laughs) and see how their summer goes also remember at the radical retro rewind podcast That podcast is also doing their summer tour. They are reviewing the entire Friday the 13th franchise. And I believe this week is Friday the 13th, part seven, New Blood. So definitely check out that review on Friday. And then again, come back here next week for another summer tour movie review of the Babysitter's Club. Uh, Drew, thank you. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, of course. Remember, everyone, there are no such thing as a guilty pleasure film. You fuck those haters and be proud of your taste in movies. This is Movie Geek and Proud. It's all about-